Welcome to the Bond Brain. And now, without further ado, here's your host, Bud West. Welcome back to the Bond Brain with a topic I did not initially plan on doing. Normally when I pick my topics for YouTube or here on the podcast, I kind of have a running list and anytime an idea hits me, I jot it down in a notebook and I don't necessarily go through them in order. I go through, you know, what's convenient, how much time I have, what I can crank out within the confines of work and family. But this one is actually a topic I really didn't see connecting to Bond in any way. It was just something that interested me. So I have really had no plans of doing podcasts or anything. And then something cropped up. So this is a tenuous Bond link at best, but just bear with me. So... Everyone knows if you listen to this podcast or you check my YouTube channel that I play chess. I'd probably talk about it way too much. So when Netflix launched their very popular show, The Queen's Gambit, everyone who knew that I played the game was, you know, sending me messages through social media, text message, people I ran into. Have you seen The Queen's Gambit? It's on Netflix. It's very popular. It's one of their most popular shows ever, I believe. And most of them were shocked to hear me say I had no interest in it. Now before I go any further into the Queen's Gambit, I'm going to give a spoiler alert here because I am going to talk about it a little bit. So if you haven't seen it, you're planning on watching it, maybe you might want to tune out here for the rest of this podcast and then after you watch it, come back and listen later. I'd appreciate it. Thank you. So let's go. One of the reasons was that just from reading the preview, I knew that it wasn't a true story. I do like some chess movies. Don't get me wrong. I don't like all of them. I didn't think that the pawn sacrifice, the story of the Fisher Spassky World Championship with Tobey Maguire was all that well done. And I've read biographies of Fisher, and I didn't really think it was all that spot on. Two of my all-time favorite movies, though, Searching for Bobby Fisher, which really doesn't really have much to do with Bobby Fisher. It's about a child prodigy chess player by the name of Josh Waitskin, who is uh, actually a pretty impressive guy. He's in his 30s now, but that's definitely a movie worth watching. But again, it's a true story. And uh, another one very, very high up on my list is the story of a man named Eugene Brown and who uses chess to influence the lives of some inner city uh, children. It's called Life of a King. It stars Cuba Gooding Jr. I'm not a big Gooding Jr. fan. I think he's he's hot and cold and he could be really good in some things and like really terrible in others. In this one, I, I would rank him into the really good category for my opinions, but that's just me. But getting back to The Queen's Gambit, it, it wasn't a true story. I really shy away from I'm very anti-drug and even though you know I have daughters and this whole you know women succeeding that's great you know my girls are 20 years old they could decide to watch whatever the heck they want but if they were children I would not have let them see this because of the drug aspect of it so I really did not set out to watch this series but reading through chess news I came across an article about it and 
It was written by Gary Kasparov. So if you follow chess, you know that for a very long time, he was the world champion. It's Magnus Carlsen now and has been for a little while, but Kasparov held on to that for quite a while. And he actually compared The Queen's Gambit to the 60s era James Bond movie. And if it hadn't been mentioned in the you know title of the article or the first two sentences, I would have never gotten any further. It was only that that got me to watch The Queen's Gambit because it wasn't a true story and I thought it was a little strange. You know, since we've never really had a female world champion even to this day, there's never really been even a serious women's contender. There's certainly been some great female players over the years. I would have rather have seen a life story of someone like Susan Polgar or or just the family story of her and her sisters, all phenomenal players. And But I guess without a drug and alcohol addiction, it just didn't play well. So I dove into the Queen's Gambit looking for this this Bond link. Now, as Bond fans, I mean, we all probably see Bond links in things that fly right over the heads of other individuals that are not into the Bond movies. And I always, one of the movies that I, I really push that out for is, you know, it's sort of like the Austin Powers movie. I mean, if you've watched 60 era, 60s era Bond movies, Austin Powers is a hundred times funnier because of all of the jokes that directly reference there. It's, it's like watching Galaxy Quest. If you're a Star Trek fan, there's all these extra jokes in there for you. But with this, you know, and the fact that, you know, the simplest little Bond links, a shirt, a tie, a pair of shoes stick out to those of us that are, you know, big into the whole Bond fandom stuff you know us bond geeks we find this stuff i'm going to say this flat out folks outside of the setting of the 1960s i don't know what the hell he was drinking when he decided he was going to link the queen's gambit to uh the 1960s era uh bond i just saw nothing there maybe it's me maybe somebody else i mean other than the setting but even the setting it was more pedestrian and rural and american and it, it really wasn't all of that you know palpable i mean what what's really there what what did he really see i, I just don't know I didn't see it at all. I really wasn't even all that impressed with it. I mean, there's positives and negatives to everything. And, and, you know, I I like to start with negatives and finish with the positives. I didn't really like the series all that much. I thought it was a little inconsistent. And particularly the racist comment by the one character who reappeared at the end that was there in the beginning, who none of the other things that, that they had this woman do was racist in any way and then right at the end they make her they have her make a a insanely racist comment i thought that was entirely unnecessary the whole aspect of the bond thing made me reach out and look at some other reviews of the queen's gambit i thought that they were, were kind of a little strange too there was this whole triumph over male chauvinism that that seemed to stick out to some people but i thought that that was even a little strange well one she basically can't function without drugs which is is really you know no equivalent or excuse me no different than you know to someone taking performance enhancing drugs they enhanced her performance she's then taught how to play chess by a man she's coached by two different men who both bed her and then it's all of these men coming together in the end who help her overcome you know the russian player to become the world 
champion. I don't know if it was because of the 60s and her opponent was a Russian that Kasparov saw that link. I thought a lot of the reviews were just a little strange. Now, that being said, I don't think it was overall bad. It's, it's a It was a decent story. Um, and there's actually been, and I'm sure the, the virus and the lockdown have a little bit to do with it, but... There's actually been some noticeable changes to the world of chess after this came out. It was a very popular show. And, you know, I'm seeing reports, sales of chess sets uh, are up 87%. I'm sure that didn't hurt that this occurred over a holiday when people were looking for gifts and gifts that people could use in their home. Uh, sales of chess books are up 600%. That that shows people that left the game coming back. Uh, chess.com, which is a platform I've been using for a very, very, very long time because you have a pretty decent quality of opponents out there and it's free um new player registrations were up about 400 percent per month um so it's had a big impact i've even had a couple uh discussions with player uh members of the bond community who have uh, traded a couple of messages about chess which i had never done before with peter brooker uh, from taylor's with love and calvin dyson from well calvin dyson but both guys who knew how to play chess, returning to chess, learning chess. So it was, those are all positive aspects. Now, hopefully it will not go the way of chess in the 70s or say tennis in the 80s or golf in the 90s and the early 2000s, which saw these big booms, but they didn't last. So that's my take on the Queen's Gambit. And I only really did this because of the article by Kasparov. But again, I don't see it. If you see it, send me a message, you know, point some things out. I'd love to know where he was going with this outside of the fact that it was the the 60s. Now, as a companion piece to this, uh, over on my YouTube channel, I am going to simultaneously post a video for the From Russia with Love chess scene, Kron scene versus McAdam, and asking the question, is it realistically portrayed? Would a real grandmaster in that situation have resigned the game? And look at some of the moves that could have occurred and would have probably occurred for players at that level were the game to continue and he didn't resign. And it's just a little look at chess. I filmed it, little video, take a look. It was a lot of fun to do because of my love of the game. And hopefully, maybe, if nothing else happens as a result of the, the Queen's Gambit, hopefully some of you out there actually pick up the game. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a great brain challenge, as I've said before. But now I'm repeating myself 700 times over. Anyway, thank you very much. And that's all I have for now. Check out my From Russia With Love chess scene on YouTube. And this is Bud West and the Bond Brain will return. <laughs>